What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes 10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock
Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. All right, what you heard at the top of the show there was California Dreamin'. Of course, you know that song. Maybe you do or don't know the Beach Boys version of it. And I'm sure you're like, Joey, you, you play the Beach Boys a lot. Yeah, I love the Beach Boys. I was happy to play that version of California Dreamin', which was a big hit in the summer of 86. And it seems like that version has kind of been forgotten about over the last few decades, which is a shame because it was a big hit. You know, even though the original big hit also, but I remember this one doing really well. I heard it on the radio all the time when it was out, and it's just one of those weird 80s songs where it just got left behind. But as luck would have it, had the Duffer Brothers do some legwork for me here in putting together my episode this week. Actually, episodes, I should say. Yes, we're going to start a two-parter strictly based off of the fourth season of Stranger Things. It's a wrap. It's done. It's been watched. I freaking loved it. I thought it was the best season since season one. And I haven't been hating on the other seasons, but this one really hard to pick apart for my money and kind of got back to the roots of what made the show great, in my opinion. Like I said, I've enjoyed all the seasons, but I really, really dug season four. I will kind of talk about the show without spoiling it, but at some points you just have to, right? So if you haven't seen season four if you care to you got to go watch it watch the whole series if you haven't heard my first three season wrap-ups of the stranger things series musically then go back and check it out on cnjradio.com and the reason i thanked the duffer brothers at the top of the show for making it easy on me for these episodes is that that first track right there california dreaming played at the top of the beginning of season four and that actual version was used which I thought was great because it is accurate to the time that this season takes place in. So good job. That little extra effort makes a lot of difference for someone like me who cares about the music that's used in the series. So yeah, good on you guys. And if you did hear those previous episodes, you know that now it's officially time to take a trip into the upside down. Yes, we're going back in. Much like they did in season four. Yes, I'm already spoiling stuff. But yes, we're back in the Upside Down because we're going to play all cover versions of songs used in this season of Stranger Things. It's going to take us two episodes to do it. All right. The first cover song we're getting to in the Upside Down is this one right here. This song was used briefly, but registered enough for me to care and be like, oh, very cool. So basically... In one of the lunch scenes, we meet Eddie, of course, the great breakout character of the season. We all love Eddie. I was initially like, oh boy, man. Like, because, okay, little soapbox moment here. Every time there's representation of metalheads in any media, it's usually pretty terrible. It's usually decently disparaging. They're very moronic, very underachieving, but... Eddie really won me over. There's a lot of layers to the character that they don't really give you on the surface. But right there, like about halfway through the first episode, you start to realize there's something else there. And then, of course, as the season goes on, they really peel the layers back. We get a great character out of it. So 
positive representation for metalheads is so few and far between like we will just completely embrace this i think as a whole as a community and it seems like the reception towards the eddie character is universally loved so i love that but yes the first time we meet him they're playing the cramps i was a teenage werewolf there in the background and not that the characters are actually listening to this song but it's just you know bass music and that's when i really started to go like wow is there a good cover version of that by that song like i immediately start thinking about the show i'm trying to turn my brain off when i watch this but i can't help it sometimes sometimes they just jump out at me but i had to go digging and i found a pretty good one right here to represent this great song by the cramps this is a band called the Secret Fun Club. I've never heard of them before, but like I said, they turned in a good quality version of this song. Can't beat the original as, you know, 95% of cover songs out there. You know, that's just the order of the day. But I enjoyed it enough to where I knew it wasn't going to embarrass me by playing it on Rock Strikes 10, and that's really where it's at. So here it goes, Secret Fun Club with I Was a Teenage Werewolf.
tribute album, Really Bad Music for Really Bad People. That was the Secret Fun Club with their version of The Great Cramps. I was a teenage werewolf. I quite enjoyed that. Hope you did as well. Hope you're ready to stay in this upside down for the duration. These two episodes right here because we're not leaving until it's over. So this next one and I just couldn't pick between these two cover songs. So we are going to play them both here right in a row. A little twofer for you. But I feel like it's justified because the first version is very much on point. It's very note perfect. It gives you an idea exactly of what the original sounds like in a way. And the second one couldn't be more different. So I'm playing the first one on principle because I'm a big fan of the performer. And I'm actually a pretty decent fan of the second act as well. But I'm not going to give you any context at all. Just going to play them. And I'm very surprised to hear this song at Stranger Things. I've been surprised a handful of times. But uh, yeah, anytime you hear Kiss, it's like, yes. It's almost like, is this going on in my head? No, it's actually going on in the show. Great epic montage between a high school championship basketball game. Seems to be one of the most epic rounds of D&D ever. Tie all that in together. And I guess Detroit Rock City was the order of the day. So... Hearing that, and I was like, oh, this is great, you know. Used pretty well. I was surprised. And it's, it's a song that's out of time, in a sense, from the series. Not that someone isn't rocking out to it potentially in the car at that point, ten years after the fact. But, you know, hey, I'm not complaining. It's the stuff that hasn't existed yet that I would definitely have a problem with. But I'll get into that here in just a second. Actually, you know what? Let's get into it right now. Prior to this scene... There's a usage of Extreme's Play With Me in the show. And I give a lot of leeway in that sense, especially if I can try to excuse it of like, hey, you know, I like the song. And also, I understand that some of these songs that get used, the people in the show aren't actually listening to that song. But at the same time, man, like Play With Me by Extreme won't exist for a good two, two and a half years from the time the show takes place. So I think that's kind of a lazy pull. It was used to such great effect in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Why would you want to get your own version of that in a sense? Like I said, there's plenty of great rock and roll and hard rock metal adjacent songs in 86. Find one. There's not a good cover version of it. So strap yourselves in for two completely different versions of Kiss's iconic classic rock song, Detroit Rock City.
Love it all right there. A nice double shot of Detroit Rock City. We kick things off with one of my all-time favorite iconic frontmen in the history of music, not just metal, but music, period. Mr. D. Snyder right there with the lead vocals on Detroit Rock City, accompanied by Doug Aldrich, who you might know, especially if you're a Next Level Metal fan, Marco Mendoza, great bass player for hire right there, and John Tempesta, who was a drummer in Testament at one point. That was the first time I ever heard his name, and then he wound up playing for White Zombie and eventually Rob Zombie, and I think he did a stint in the cult. He's out there. He's another one of those for hire guys, like, because he's really, really good at what he does. So, yes. And that was from the Bob Kulik-produced Kiss tribute album called Spin the Bottle. There's a lot of great variety on there. So you got D. Snyder, got Buzz from the Melvins, redoing God of Thunder, Doug Pinnock doing Parasite, Chris Jericho doing King of the Nighttime World, Lemmy doing Shout It Out Loud. Definitely notable, for sure. That's an entry you want to check out. So pretty decent for a tribute album. And then we followed up things with yet another version of Detroit Rock City, a super fun, trashy punk version of Detroit Rock City by the great P. Lander Z. If you don't know them, I played them on the show years ago, back when Chris was on. We did a whole J-Rock episode. And then years after that, 
wound up going to a show at Three Links with Nola. We went to go see the Riverboat Gamblers. And as luck would have it, P. Lander Z was opening that show. Now, that show would have been wild even without P. Lander Z, but with them there as the opener, it's definitely one of the wildest, most fun shows I've ever been to. The crowd was insane. The bands were insane. Either one of those bands come to your town, you've got to go see them. If P. Lander Z ever actually shows back up in America again, make a damn point to go see them. You will have the most fun. Even if you don't like their music, you will have tons of fun. I can promise you that. I love fun Japanese punk bands, fun Japanese metal bands. I love that shit. And I'm not alone in this. I know as long as I'm rocking bands like that, I at least got a friend in Chris and I'm assuming Kevin Williams of the In Obscuria podcast. So yes, we're all brothers in arms when it comes to awesome Japanese rock. Okay. Yes. And that's on P. Lander Z's hit collection or one of them. Pretty big over there. You should go check them out. All right. So the next scene I'm basically going to talk about gave me the the bulk of the entries on this episode because at one point they go to a roller rink so the order of the day is whatever's popular on the charts and very accurate I was going to roller rinks in 1986 I definitely heard every one of these songs pretty much on repeat and I'm up there in the DJ booth asking them to play Pee-wee's Dance by Joe Ski Love but I didn't get that in the show that's fine it's pretty obscure for its time I love it but Yes, hearing these particular songs, like, yes, I heard them all. And so whoever was in charge of writing this scene definitely went to a roller rink in 1986. Quite a bit, actually. Or they just got lucky. Who knows? But as we're here in the roller rink, this one right here, of course, it was everywhere. The trifecta. Radio, MTV, roller rinks. You can't get rid of this song. To this day, you can't get rid of this song. But we got a nice little gimme back in 1999 where one of my favorite burgeoning metal bands at the time, or new metal bands if you will, Dope, had actually their own radio hit covering this song. That's how big the song is. Even a band that I thought was going to be huge and they didn't get huge but they got killer radio exposure by covering this song. So here you go. This is Dope with their version of You Spin Me Round Like a Record.
Dope right there with You Spin Me Round, of course, the Dead or Alive cover. That song originally appeared on the American Psycho soundtrack. And like I said, because of its usage in the soundtrack, got big on the radio to the point where they actually reissued their debut album out, Felons of Revolutionaries, with that song added to it. So there were a few instances of that where record labels would do that. If something became a hit from somewhere else, they would re-release the album and get you to buy it again. I did not buy it again. I've got my OG copy and the American Psycho soundtrack, so I didn't need to buy it. I was not the target market there because I'm a fucking fan of that band. Yes. But let's stick with the metal, even though we're still talking about the pop music of 1986, songs that are big enough to get played in the roller rinks, and another song that was everywhere. And I don't know if at least a week goes by where I still don't hear it, just because of my SiriusXM subscription. I mean, it's probably the case still. And I'm not mad about it. I actually was enough of a fan of this song when it came out that I bought the 45. And I was one of those nerds really early on even to where I would equally play the B-side every time I played the A-side. I just had to do that. Something in my brain that compelled me to do that. But I actually wound up falling in love with the B-side for this song, which was a remix version of said song. And I wound up liking the remix more. See, I was even cool back then. No, I'm just kidding. I was never cool. But Rock Me Amadeus, of course. What a weird thing to get fame in the U.S. by doing. Because, you know, Falco technically kind of had a hit in America already with Der Commissar because he wrote it. But his version was not the hit. It was after the Fires version. I, I love the German version. It's fucking fun as hell. And the video rules. But just the whole piggybacking off of the Amadeus thing is just so wild. Craziness. I mean, I just, that's one of those, I don't know if it could have happened in any other time. I, I don't think it could have, just because, like I said, the Amadeus momentum, and you do this, like, pop, hip-hop kind of thing, and it's, it's fucking fun, and it's stupid, but I love it. I still love it. I guess I do, yeah. That Canadian version does rule, though. But, all that being said... Falco continued to be huge out in Germany because years and years later, a German power metal band by the name of Ed Guy, and I know who they are, and I don't play them on my show because, yeah, I'm just not a big power metal fan, European power metal fan. Like, it's a case of love the band, hate the fan club. Not hate, that's a strong word. But yeah, I like Maiden and I like Halloween to a degree, but all the offshoot bands, I just, there's just so many, I just don't have time for them. That's really a lot of what it is. So not hate and just don't have time for them. But Going to play some Ed Guy, making their debut, I believe, here on Rock Strikes 10. And yes, they covered one of their country's biggest hits of all time, Rock Me Amadeus. And this comes off of their 2014 record called Space Police. But it would have been way cooler if years before that, they had put it on their album called Hellfire Club. Yeah, does that sound familiar? Yeah. If you watch Stranger Things Season 4, then you know Hellfire Club. Yes, they actually had an album called that in the mid-2000s. Man, if only this version had been on it. And then they definitely could have laid claim to some influence on Stranger Things. But for now, I guess it'll have to be a coincidence. Maybe it's some D&D thing that I'm missing out on. But till then, enjoy this version of Ed Guy's Rock Me Amadeus.
hatte in der großen Stadt Es war in Wien, war Vienna, wo er alles tat Er hatte Schulden, denn er trank Doch in Wien alle Frauen Und jede rief er kam und wollte aber Denn es war ein Superstar Er war populär, er war so exaktiv Because er hatte Flair Er war ein Vizepose, war ein Rocky-Tool Und alles rief er kam und wollte Amadeus Amadeus, Amadeus Amadeus, Amadeus, Amadeus Amadeus, Amadeus, Amadeus Oh, 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 Amadeus Amadeus, 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 Amade
right, I did a surprise twofer right there. Just for the surprise, honestly. We kick things off with Ed Guy from Germany covering one of Germany's biggest hits, at least as a crossover to America, Rock Me Amadeus. I thought it was a good version, although I gotta take him to task quite a bit here for chickening out and not doing the baby baby do part. Maybe that's your least favorite part about the song, but I just thought it was kind of missing in this version. Even if you don't want to sing out loud baby baby do, you're a European metal band. Do some riffage on the guitar and just ape it. That's just my suggestion. Anyway, still thought it was fun. And after that, you were treated to a surprise synthwave cover of Baltimore's Tarzan Boy. Synthwave is one of those interesting movements that is very 80s, yet it didn't really exist so much in the 80s. So if you want to do a deep dive on that, go right ahead. You can pretty much find a synthwave cover of any song that was remotely a hit, and maybe even some that weren't, in the same way you could probably find chipmunk versions and acapella versions of all your other favorite hit songs as well. Have fun with that information. That song has been back for me for a few years. If you're AEW fans like myself and Nola, you hear that song on a weekly basis. Uh, Because Luke Perry's son, Jack Perry, goes by the name Jungle Boy in All Elite Wrestling, and he comes out to that song. So anyway, there's a little context for you. Moving on here, we're still in the Upside Down. We're going to get to a very bizarre portion here of the Upside Down. So stay with me. Don't get lost. Don't let the branches grab your ankles. By the way, I'm pretty sure they stole that from Evil Dead, but that's totally cool. Great reference. So about a year after this season of Stranger Things takes place in 1987, this really bizarre movie came out. And it's not scary bizarre, it's just bizarre. It's overly pop culture. It's a throwback. I still kind of like it, even though it's dumb as shit. Soundtrack's kind of great, honestly. So we're going to play something off of that soundtrack. And, of course, because... Once again, during the roller rink scene, which is the darkest part of the roller rink scene because Eleven is getting bullied massively by the Hitler youth of her school. And it really sucks and you really feel for it because, you know, I think a lot of us have been there. So, yeah, I just, it's those kind of scenes you just want to reach to the TV and just do some business, you know. So from this song that would always give people joy, it's now like kind of a dark song in the entry for the season. So interesting juxtaposition, but the source of this particular song, massive juxtaposition, because I'm going to play you a version of Wipeout right here from the Back to the Beach soundtrack, and the music will be by Dweezil Zappa and Herbie Hancock. So get your skates on or your boards out, whichever comes first. Enjoy.
See, I told you to stay with me as we were in the upside down. You didn't listen. You got pulled from a tree vine and you got pulled off course. And that's what happens when you don't stick with the group. You get that. So yes, you got a surprise twofer right there. A double cover of Wipeout. But how's this for the upside down? So at the top of that set played Dweezil Zappa and Herbie Hancock doing a duet of Wipeout from the Back to the Beach soundtrack, which if you haven't seen that movie or heard that soundtrack, it's it's pretty wild, especially some of the other people that make appearances on there. Like if you want to hear the epic cover of Pee Wee Herman doing Surfing Bird, then get on it. But we finished off the set with, you, you definitely are probably familiar with the original version of that particular cover, which is, of course, the Fat Boys and the Beach Boys doing Wipeout. But you probably may have never heard that particular version, the 12-inch remix extended version called Wipeout, the Wave 2 version. And the other reason that that happened, not just because you got thrown off course, but we are in the upside down and bizarre things happen. How about yet another guitar appearance by Dweezil Zappa on yet another version of Wipeout that were both recorded in the year 1987. There you have it. All right, so you've been through a lot here in the Upside Down today, and you're not out of it yet. Still got a whole other episode to go, but we got one more song to play here tonight. And let's go with something, I guess, more normal in a sense. Yeah, sure, why not? But this is definitely one of my favorite covers ever. I really, really love this version. I really love what's put into it, and it's definitely a true cover for that reason. It's unique to the artist that's covering it. And I love the original, but I love this version a lot too. I'm not going to say it replaces the original, but it's its own thing, let's just say. So closing off the show here today, cover version of a song used in one of these episodes. I actually kind of forget when this song is used. I'm sure it's probably something decently important. But it got used in the show. I know it for sure. I double-checked on Tune Find. We're good. And I did have it in my notes originally. So covering the Talking Heads classic Psycho Killer, here is Velvet Revolver. Turn it up.
Closing off the show here tonight, as we remain in limbo in the Upside Down, that was Velvet Revolver with Psycho Killer. Of course, Velvet Revolver was Matt Sorum on drums, Duff McKagan on bass, Dave Kushner on guitar, Slash on lead guitar, and the late Scott Weiland there on lead vocals. Doing a great job. Scott had such a great, powerful, and unique voice. He is definitely missed. But he lives on in our record collection, so yes. I bet even if you don't watch the series Stranger Things, and why are you still listening if you haven't done that yet, get on it, but I bet you could guess two songs that are definitely going to get played on the next episode. How they will be presented? Well, you're just going to have to tune in to find out. So as I remain here, for the good of the show, I stay here in the Upside Down, but I'm going to kick it over to the top side of the world with my better half, Nola, with the plugs, followed by the best damn outro song, and all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10 and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have Rock Strikes 10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt, 
and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on Sirius XM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. Game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it.